This is Words That Move Me, the podcast where movers and shakers like you get the information and inspiration you need to navigate your creative career with clarity and confidence. I am your host, Master Mover, Dana Wilson. And if you're someone that loves to learn, laugh, and is looking to rewrite the starving artist story, then sit tight, but don't stop moving, because you're in the right place. My friend, my friend. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am so jazzed you are here, and I am jazzed to be celebrating a new year with you. Happy New Year to everyone who's listening to this episode on or around its release date. I don't know about you, but I am thrilled to be looking at 2020 through the rearview mirror right now. Although, of course, Positive Patty over here is carrying a lot of appreciation for the year and the tough lessons learned along the way. Shout out to my last episode, the the 2020 recap. Um, but I do. I have I have some genuine gratitude for 2020, uh, for graduating 2020, and a ton of gratitude for all of you listeners that made my year of weekly podcasting go by in the blink of an eye. Truly, thank you. I have decided to continue this weekly tradition of podcasting because in it I have found a new way to connect without contact, a, a new way to share, a new way to learn, and yes, a new way to be creative. And I love it. And I'm going to start a new, new tradition, um, just like last year in episode one. Today, I'm going to talk about doing daily the project that changed my life more than any other, the project that helped me to redefine creativity for myself, the project that helped me put perfectionism in the passenger seat, the project that got me better acquainted with my talents and my taste, the project that gave me the tools and the strength and the stamina to tackle all of my other work and, honestly, my whole life. If it seems like a big deal, it is. It is signing a contract with yourself to make a creative work daily and then to not break that contract. It's about becoming a person that does what you say you will do. And if that sounds like I'm being dramatic, um, oh, (laughs) go ahead and go back into my Instagram feed from 2014 into 2015 for 400 plus days of consecutive videos and some real drama, like top tier micro dramas. Um, I really do encourage you go back and listen to those first couple episodes, episode one, to get all of the juicy details and episode two for a bit of a technical breakdown of how I actually did all of that for over a year. Um, You can pause and do that now, or you can do that later. Dancer's choice. Totally up to you. But today, we're going to be approaching doing daily a bit differently. Um, An updated version, if you will. The 2021 edition. And I'm so excited to repeat this in years in the future. Um, Today, we're going to be approaching doing daily with a success story. Not my success story. 
After all, when I did Daily, the world was very different. This is a real 2020 success story. Rebecca Rangel started doing 279 days ago, as of this recording, so way back in 2020. She began her journey after starting listening to Words That Move Me, and I am so glad that she did. Her project has brought me joy and inspiration, and from the sounds of it, it has changed her life as much as my daily project changed mine. In this interview, we dig into the byproducts of taking on a daily creative challenge, some of her tips and tricks, uh, some of the peaks and some of the valleys, and the role of feedback in her process, um, and a whole lot more. So let's not waste any time. Let's get into it. Oh, and if you're a regular listener, no, I did not forget wins. Yes, we do have new wins music. And yes, they're all coming. Be patient and enjoy this success story with Rebecca Rangel. Rebecca Rangel, you probably know better than anybody how we operate here on the podcast. You get to introduce yourself. What do you want everybody listening to know about you? Okay, I did think about this and I'm not sure. I am a person who's been doing daily and that's what I got. <laughs> and today that is what we are talking about. So that is perfect. Um, this is, this is, this is a celebration episode. I think you have accomplished a lot. You may not be my first daily doer, but I, I'm certain that you are my longest running daily doer. If I'm not mistaken, today would be your 279th? Correct, correct. Consecutive do. And yeah. and what is your goal? Do you have a, a, a number in your mind that's when you might stop? 366 is... But also when I think about it, I'm like, maybe I would keep going. I feel like the end doesn't necessarily seem like the end. I love that. Today, we're semi-celebrating prematurely because you have not yet accomplished your 366 or beyond. But that's not really the point of doing daily. It's really not about accomplishing a number of days or a number of videos or a number of paintings or a number of poems. It's about this certainty in yourself. It's about this unwavering commitment and doing something not because you're inspired or, you know, you're an artist at heart and you have to make or you're possessed. It's it's not even because you want to. It's because you said that you would. <laughs> and so you will. Um, and so congratulations on being a person that does what you say you will do. I am in awe. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about your doing daily experience. Um, so maybe we could start by talking about the muscles that have gotten stronger because of this project for you. I feel like there's a lot. Uh, I would say like my mental like fortitude and just like continuing it's so much harder than you think like I don't know how to describe it I guess like all the good sentiments are there and all the good like ways of dealing with like negative thoughts and things like all the resources are there but just practicing it is a whole nother thing like just because you know it doesn't mean that you know it just because you've heard it doesn't mean that you've learned it oh my god yeah 
100%. Like, yes. And that's, that's why I love seeing people doing instead of just listening and liking it really, you have to apply and you have to feel and experience for yourself. So many of these lessons. Um, so yeah, that's huge. Thank you for adding that. Yeah. And thanks for those early episodes are really helpful. And I don't know if you like really intended them to be for like doers, but I feel like a lot of them, like the mentality and tools are like. You're, you're using those, you're using those tools. Yes. So thank you. Killer. Oh my gosh. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for being here. I'm just thrilled about you. (laughs) Thrilled about you. Um, Okay. And what were the byproducts? Like any awesome or terrible things that have come up for you in the last almost 280 days that you did not expect? Well, like this is pretty awesome. (laughs) Getting to uh, meet other doers is awesome for sure. I met like Alyssa through Zoom and I met um, Stephanie and like people in classes, like your class, seeing them being like, whoa, they're real people. Yes, right. (laughs) And we're almost three-dimensional. Someday, hopefully (laughs) we will be three-dimensional figures in all of our lives. But right right now we, yeah, yeah, we're, we're real people out there in the world. When I started doing daily. I expected other people in my immediate circle to be annoyed by it or Mm. to be jealous of it or to like have some sort of reaction. I just expected that would happen. And actually, I won't say the opposite happened, but something interesting, something that I did not predict happened. And that is that so many people started coming to me with their creative ideas. They were like, yo, you should do a video about this or, oh, that thing you did was so funny. Have you thought about doing this? Or you should do this or we should do this. And I just became this like bucket that everybody brought their their video ideas to because I was the person that made videos daily. And that, that was such a gift. I mean, sometimes I made them, sometimes I didn't, but people really stepped up and started offering ideas of what I should, could do. Um, And this is in the days long before the podcast, obviously, to to most of the people that I recommend, oh, why don't you do that? And so many people just didn't identify with being a person that makes videos. They just just were like, no, that's your thing. One of the coolest byproducts is that I kind of became a bucket for other people's ideas. But now, even that many years later, I'm starting to see people take the baton. People who consider themselves makers and doers are making and doing, and that is the greatest thing. That's really cool. Super cool. What are the outstanding pieces that you've done? What stands out in your memory? Like if I asked for a a top five. Mm, Oh, okay. I think of one. It was at the Sunnyvale Community Center where you also had a daily, but- <laughs> but I was I was using those steps um, that if no one knows it like goes across water, right? And it's like a bridge. So like obviously there's people going around this body of water and needing to cross the bridge. And I tried to plan it where like there wasn't that many people there, but there's definitely people there. <laughs> and like trying to like balance making something, but then also like letting people pass and like and like trying to not look questionable. But I think it was fine. But that was like one of my first ones where I was like kind of a lot of people and I'm going to need to figure out how to do this while not being like an obstruction. There is a byproduct for sure. Crowd management, (laughs) like the language that you use to explain what you're doing and that you're not a threat and like (laughs) 
some of the signals like I'm filming, please stand back or <laughs> no, come on over. Come on. It's fine. Yes, I'm recording. I, I remember I had some, I established some habits during my day uh, of during my days of doing, I would carry a little bit of cash in case I needed to like pay somebody off to use their location. For example, I'm dancing on somebody's property and they're like, Hey, get out of here. And I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. It's just so beautiful. Would you, I, I, Hey, is it worth $20 for five more minutes? And most of the time somebody would be like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Hey, what are you doing anyways? <laughs> um, and then it kind of became a collaboration and more interesting to them, but yeah, managing people and, uh, being working in places that aren't your studio or your garage or your controlled environment, that is absolutely a skill, a muscle that gets strong over the process. Um, okay, so the Sunnyvale Rec Center, those concrete steps across the water, it's such a beautiful location. Please go back and find that. Or actually, I will link to that video in the show notes. Um, what else? What else stands out? Um, anytime I've worked with other people, for sure. But like, more than one other person because like a duo is fun but like I feel like three or more is a, a lot more fun <laughs> <laughs> exponentially more fun yeah yeah amazing and I don't have a specific uh, one for that but anytime that happened <laughs> anything else mm, I think of the I recently really got into this mirror in my room I started to use the mirror because I was on Pinterest like I don't know if you use Pinterest like for like video or like composition inspiration but I've gone into using it for that smart pinterest for composition this is a really good hack i love it mm -hmm. i love it um i i have noticed in fact i was gonna ask you have a couple recurring themes your mirror and mirrors in general are definitely among them and i love that you use the mirror because it's in a way that's very different than the way that most dancers use a mirror which is for you know, my body does the things, my eyes see the reflection, my brain computes the information that my eyes are giving me, and then I adjust my body accordingly, right? But you're, you use a mirror in a way that's extremely sensitive and almost sensual, um, and it's very curious, and it's gentle, and it does not feel at all to me the way that most dancers use mirrors. So I love all of, all of your videos that have a mirror in them. Um, Another theme that I've noticed in your work is light. I love the way you use brightness and shadow, um, actual like bulbs, like light bulbs, but also the sun and natural light and natural dark spaces. Um, is that something that you explore intentionally? Is that something that really speaks to you? Um, first, thank you for like talking about it so nicely that way. <laughs> I, like when I first started, I, I wasn't thinking about composition I was just like okay how do I need to make a thing and then I need to capture it and then like I started to get bored of just capturing it and it felt it felt super impersonal um and so then I was like well I need ideas so like let me look on Pinterest let me look up uh, music videos let me like look into photographers and stuff and then I just started testing it out and oh there's this one guy on Skillshare he's a director named Ryan Booth he only has one class but a lot of them have like multiple but his one class is like how to make cinematic images or I think cinematography and he said like his biggest tip was just like you just know when you know and I think up until that point I was like oh I don't know like I don't know I don't know and then I was like okay well I'll know when I'll know and so I just started playing around and like looking for things <sighs> right isn't that great <laughs> if you're a person who's hearing that right now from the outside thinking but that doesn't help me 
the thing that will help you is trying and practicing and trying and practicing relentlessly, giving yourself an opportunity to explore very well the I don't know side. And that actually creates room for knowing. And the more you try and the more you fail and the more you identify what feels impersonal or feels shallow or feels not quite full or rich enough, then you you actually, from that space, you nudge yourself over into maybe some discomfort, but certainly some learning and then ultimately knowing and you see it and you know, oh, it's amazing. Um, I'm I'm super glad that you're sharing these resources. That's cool. I in my year of doing Instagram was definitely a thing, but videos were 15 seconds and they weren't really used for sharing dance so much. And this is way before TikTok or anything like that. So my my references oddly enough being a person that came up in the entertainment industry and working a lot in music videos and and pop music, my references often weren't um, music videos or cinema at all, but I'll tell you where I did find a lot of inspiration or a lot of my videos landed, straight up commercials, like fake commercials. I remember um, I did a commercial about sugar. I did a sort of commercial about socks and wooden shoes and like all of the things like I was very informed by how commercials are made partially because they're short form also because I'm a person that raised that was raised in a um in a consumer driven era so a lot of my work was like little micro commercials I don't see that when I see your work I see like yeah, I see compositions, little micro compositions. So, so, so good looking. Um, so you mentioned that you're like going out into the world now for inspiration. Do you think it's safe to say that this project has changed the way you relate to the world, you know, in, in the way that you're going out and looking for new things? I think so. I think I look at it more um, like opportunistically and then like more mm. closely, especially like, well, I go outside more now, but like during the beginning of lockdown, I was like, I felt guilty about going outside all the time. So I started to look at my own space more closely. And then I think when I first started going out, I was like looking for um, like pretty places or like interesting things, but like within those places, like there's like other interesting things. So it's not always, it's not always the first or most obvious place or thing. Yeah but there's it like never is it never is like, <laughs> no like I like try I like have so many videos of me like trying to like figure out how to shoot something after like 10 or 15 minutes I'm like okay this will work oh that sounds like a video in and of itself I did that several times as well <laughs> repurposing uh the in-between captures or the bloopers I think I have a handful of blooper dailies for sure there was plenty to go around um, okay. And has this experience changed your relationship to social media right now? You are sharing on Instagram. Um, are you sharing on TikTok as well? Out of curiosity? Not. I know I don't have TikTok. Okay. Me neither, which makes two people on the whole planet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Do you, do you think it's changed the way that you think of social media? I think so. It's changed my expectation or like my, what I hope social media to be like like and then you talk about this I think in your social media episode like you put your best work out there 
And I feel like we miss a lot from people just because that's the expectation. Right. Nobody's sharing the video of them like changing a light bulb or cleaning their toilet or like doing the less flattering parts of life. (laughs) Yeah. Or do they? I mean, they're not flooding my feed, that's for sure. But, and I just wish other people, just because I think it, it sparks like individual voices versus like, uh, like a standard. I wish more people were more open to that. Uh, we're more open to what? Sharing without thinking that it needs to be perfect, I guess. What is your standard for perfection before you post your dailies? Do you, do you have one? Are you like, listen, it's 30 seconds long. <laughs> it's, it includes dance. It's fine. <laughs> um, have to like it enough (laughs) like like I might not even like the ending but it's like if I enjoyed making it enough I'll be like oh well I enjoy making it and if anyone's like that looked awful but like listen I had a good time and I learned this and this and that's fine ah that is a good metric for the share I enjoyed making this thing so here it is whether or not you like what it is actually has no relevance at all because it's not about the product. It's about the process. Yeah. I think Andy Warhol has a quote and he, I'm going to mess it up, but he says like, um, like make basically like make art. And then like, while when you share it and while people are deciding whether it's good or bad, just keep making more art. And I'm like, well, saw that on Pinterest. (laughs) (laughs) Super shout out Pinterest. That is the backbone of the doing daily idea. By the time you're hitting share or post or what is it? What is it? What's the post? last button that you I don't know. Is that the list? Maybe it's post. Create? No, that's the first one. Or it's the little plus button. You guys, what is the last button that you push <laughs> in Instagram before it goes out there into the world? Hold on, I've got to find out. I'm done. Yeah, okay, yeah, go ahead. It's share. Oh my God. The final button is share. (laughs) Okay. So before you click share, you're already thinking about what's tomorrow or what's the next thing. So in some ways you've already released the thing that you're sharing today because you're on to the next 24 hours. I think that is such a powerful thing. Um, At least once a year, I work on a new reel, uh, a performance reel usually and a choreography reel. So Every year I work on two different reels. And one of the conversations I have to have with myself, because I also uh, suffer from perfectionism, is like, Dana, the work is already done. The work is done. Let it be done. Put it out into the world and keep going. The, the goal as an artist is not to create a perfect reel. It's to create, period. So package it however you will and send it out there because the work is done. It's about making more. So that is definitely at the backbone of of doing daily for sure. Love this. Um, Okay, so I'm curious, have you ever gotten any really negative feedback about your dailies? I've only gotten uh, constructive criticism Um, and it's normally delivered, extra padded, super nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I I enjoy that more because like, I think like I don't necessarily trust positive comments all the time, though I do like them, you know? So, but if you give me constructive criticism, I'm like, oh, sweet. Like that's, 
that's a conversation like that's useful. Not that it, oh my gosh, not that it's not useful to have positive comments. <laughs> please, but. please keep the, please keep the praise coming, but I'm yeah, not yeah. really listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. I thought it would be wise to pop out here and have a quick little chat about social media. In episode 10, I talk about using social media as your personal storefront. But things have changed a little bit in the uh, social sphere, especially with Instagram and Facebook's recent privacy policy changes. So right now, I am a little less quick to encourage everyone embark on a daily creative challenge and share it on Instagram. It is true that feedback and having a quick feedback loop, and especially that constructive criticism, can be useful. It was a really valuable part of my year of dailies, but view counts and emoji praise are not the valuable thing. (laughs) The real value is less about developing a sensitivity to feedback and more about developing a sensitivity to yourself and your tools. That is why I created the Words That Move Me Community Membership. This is a special place where the members, you, listeners, doers, get a place to learn yourself, learn your tools, and yes, get that constructive criticism without offering all of your personal information up to the greater internet. (laughs) So stick around to the end of the episode to hear more about the membership. In the meantime, though, Let's get back to Rebecca, because at this point in the conversation, she and I went in on the Dunning-Kruger effect, which explains the relationship of confidence and competence. You've probably heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect or maybe seen a line graph of it somewhere at some point. Um, I will include an image of that and a link to some Dunning-Kruger info in the show notes, by the way. But I'll try to explain it to you as best as I can here um, in words. (laughs) The graph has confidence as its vertical axis and competence or knowledge, like skill level, as the horizontal axis. And the linear relationship of the graph might not be what you would expect. Confidence does not increase in correlation with capability or knowledge. In other words, you don't necessarily just get more confident in something the more knowledge you have, the more experience you have with it. In fact, the research shows peaks, valleys, slopes, plateaus, all of which you are guaranteed to be running into during a year of doing daily, by the way. Now, the most interesting thing about the Dunning-Kruger phenomenon to me is that it shows people with very little to no experience, in other words, beginner-level people, overestimate their ability, meaning their confidence is high and their exposure to something is very low. In their early days, they're extremely confident. And then as they go on and gain knowledge and get experience they lose confidence at a very speedy rate because they become more aware of how much they have to learn. They are introduced to the specialists in that field um, that make them aware of their beginnerness and think that they're awful and never going to get any better. So with that, they fall into what some people call the valley of despair. But I call it the pit of despair because I am a Princess Bride fan. (laughs) Don't even think about trying to escape. The chains are far too thick. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, 
once the person in the pit of despair starts to change their thinking and use their knowledge differently and simply continue, that leads to a slow but steady enlightenment. This upward slope coming up out of the pit of despair, and eventually they plateau the plateau of ability forevermore. I think. I don't know if that ever drops off. I I wonder what the end, end, end of the Dunning-Kruger effect looks like. Anyways, where Rebecca and I landed today is that any doing daily is better than no doing. Like 30 days, great. 60 days, awesome. 90 days, radical. 100 days, fabulous. But a year or a year plus of doing daily, that gives you time to get in and come up out of the pit of despair, which is where Rebecca is sitting right now, by the way. (laughs) So let's go get her out. I'm going to do my best to throw you some carabiners and ropes and whatever it is you need to get up out of there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. So from the depths of the pit, then here comes the question. Would you recommend doing daily to other creative types? I would. And I don't know if you know this is a thing, but like in the graphic design world, it's like a like a, a year challenge is like a thing. Like there's some people I follow where they're going in their second year mm-hmm. or like they did two years. And I think that the challenge attracts dancers for sure. Oh, for sure. I yes, I think that yeah, I absolutely did not invent doing daily. Um, I think that today, by design, people might be doing daily and not even knowing it because of how addictive some of these social platforms are. Um, like, Whoa. I, I, I bet people are out there TikToking and not even knowing that they're on their 62nd day of making up a dance or doing a dance or being active or do, making a recipe. Um, so I just, that is always really curious to me, but I do think there's something to be said for being deliberate, having a goal, saying you will do a thing and showing yourself that you can be a person that does what they say they will do. Um, yeah, I look back on my year with, with great fondness and when it comes to TikTok and dailies today, because people have said this before, people have said, oh my God, you are so ahead of the trend. You would be so great at TikTok. You should you should be on TikTok. Um, I can't explain why I'm not. Uh, probably with some more time, I could do a little bit more digging. But the answer is I, I don't feel the same way about TikTok that I did about Instagram. At the beginning when I had this thing that was like, I don't like my reasons for, for not being more present there. Um, I don't have that for TikTok. I'm not there and I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> so I don't think that's a place I'll be putting myself in the near future. Um, maybe within the, the next year, perhaps. I don't know. I hear it's very fun, but I, I, I was trying to, I just imagine, I'm like, wow, you would kill it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I would. Maybe I wouldn't. It's certainly a new, uh, a new thing to learn and I'm all for learning. So, hey, maybe you'll find me there. <laughs> um, okay. Final question. Um, could you share some of the memorable moments that were maybe uh, less appetizing, <laughs> less fun to experience so that perhaps anybody listening who's embarking on a daily journey might uh, might not feel so alone or might be able to avoid some some traps that may be laid out before them? Okay. Um, and I'm actually curious if you had had the similar um, experience, mm-hmm. but I find that like if I just like beat an idea into the ground that's not working, that is never a good time. And just like, I 
so like this is the thing that I've I heard from a lot of professors and like they're like your first idea is never your best but I do think sometimes your first idea can be your best idea but also if it's not working out like I just I go to that thought and then I move on and I'll try like like now I'll try so many different things because like even though I'm like taking that time it seems like in my mind I'm like oh I'll have one idea and it'll be the most time efficient to just get through that one idea but actually that one idea becomes like two or three hours of just like not working out when it could have been like 30 minutes to try of just trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. and trying different things and then like another like 30 minutes to who knows how long Mm -hmm. but it, it would be more enjoyable so I think like just being able to let things go and move on and like try different things and like be really open to it. be open to failing. Yeah. I would say. Oh yeah. Failing is so not so bad when you're yeah. open to it. And when that's actually part of the plan, when you exactly, know yeah. going into it, like, Oh, this is one of the ones that I promised myself would happen. I knew this. Okay. This is cool. I didn't expect this today, but I knew this was going to happen. Okay. We're in it. Here we go. Um, I think that's great advice. And I, I love this sentiment that your first idea might actually be your best idea, but you won't know if it is or isn't if you don't also explore some other ideas. So sometimes you'll come around to that first idea being the best idea, but you won't know if that first idea was the best idea if you don't have others. Yeah. Right. I love that. So don't stop having ideas just because you've got a good one allow for there to be proof that you have the best idea by all the other not so best ideas, which could also fill up other days of the year, by the way, and might turn into the best to someone or for some situation. Yeah. I've also like planted a seed before. Like, I feel like, like I've tried an idea that didn't work on a certain day, but then I did it slightly differently another day. And then that just became its own day. Yes. It's its own day. Oh, that's the other gift of dailies (laughs) is that there are enough days for everything to get a spotlight. That was definitely a creative, a creative weakness of mine was this idea that I had to be all of the things all of the time and that every one of my works needed to be bright and dark and romantic and funny and have a perfect arc and have a protagonist and an antagonist and be a commercial and be a musical theater. Oh my God. Nope. It can just be one thing. Your work does not have to be all of the things at all of the time. It can simply be one thing. And sometimes that's the best. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think, cause I went through uh, your dailies and like, I remember being like surprised at the production level. I'm like, who has like, who had the ability to plan that much on like a daily basis. But then you also had some that were like, like I literally think of the one where you're taking a picture in like Russia or something and like almost knock over a sign. And then like also one where you're like playing air guitar with someone yes. like that was it. Yep. And I was like, and those are just as quality as like um, something that had a lot more depth, like with the eggs, I feel like. And like, like where the theme itself is much more deep and like the delivery is really like there. Uh, but I was like, why are these kind of equivalent? <laughs> right. Because different days for different different days for different ways, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Okay. So all in all, would recommend daily doing 10 out of 10. Yes. 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody should do it. Honestly. I love that attitude. And so do I, but you would be surprised at how many people I have told this is the secret to 
like when people ask me how I did what I did, it was this. I mean, there were people and there were opportunities and there was, you know, opportunity meets preparation all freaking over the place. But the reason I'm able to own my talent and my accomplishments is because of the lessons I learned during this project. I can say that with, without batting an eye. It's possible that I'll listen to it later and be like, oh, I have a small edit to that. But, but I, really, I really believe that. And I've told more people than I can count to try this, but not very many of them do. Um, and here's why. Because of the pit. <laughs> because of the pit, because of self-doubt, because of uh, paralyzing fear of what other people might think. And I've got tricks for that. <laughs> Keep listening to the podcast. Um, and if you are listening at the day of this release, which is the first episode in 2021, then I am kicking off a Words That Move Me community that will be packed with all the tools and helpful hints and support to not only pursue, but thrive in a daily creative life. And it's not just for daily doers, but I, I think daily doers are just the best. So I, I, I extra welcome doers to the community, but it's really built for anybody who has creative inklings and might be saying no to themselves instead of yes. Um, so I'm glad you said yes to this challenge. I say yes, like out loud every time I watch one of your videos <laughs> in some way, shape or form, I'm like, oh, yes, or ooh. Yeah. Um, so thank you for doing for all of your doings. And man, I'm excited to celebrate again with you on 366. Ooh, thank you so much for having me. This is honestly nuts. <laughs> like that's the best way I could put it, I guess. Well, it's real. It just happened. And you did great, by the way. I know that, that like dancing and speaking, very different skill sets, very different skill sets. And yeah. I'm actually shocked that in all of my dance training, we never really rehearsed even like a slate or a short story about yourself. Like be ready to talk about you and what you do. It's not something that we uh, get trained for, but it's another thing that doing daily kind of helps you to accomplish in spending all that time with yourself and your work. You get to learn yeah. yourself a little better. So I'm glad you got to a lot better. I'm glad you got to put it into words today. That was so much fun. Um, thank you. Thank you. I, I'll, I'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> All right. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Rebecca. And I hope that you revisit those early episodes for more helpful insights and tools for doing daily. And I really, really hope you consider taking on a daily creative challenge of your own. To help you out along that way, to help you up out of the pit of despair, I have put together a little interactive PDF. I call it the Doing Daily Diary, and it is the companion that I wish I had during my year of doing. It includes a contract to keep yourself accountable, a couple different methods for organizing your ideas, and of course, ways of tracking your progress. If that sounds interesting or helpful to you, go head over to thedanawilson.com slash shop to download. And I should mention that the Doing Daily Project has nothing to do with a new year. Um, by no means do you need to start today. In fact, you can start at any time. And speaking of starting, haha, 
segue. That brings us to our wins segment. If you are familiar with the podcast in season one, aka 2020, I know it's a very long season, I celebrate wins at the top of every episode, and then I share the floor with you to do the same. In 2021, we will close each episode with wins so that you finish on a high and mighty note. You head out into the world victorious and funky, and here we go. Let's give it a shot. This week, my win is that with the help of a stellar team, shout out Malia Baker and Riley Higgins, you now have a place, albeit a digital place, to connect with me and each other. Yes, the Words That Move Me community, affectionately acronymed WTMCOM, W-T-M-M-C-O-M-M, The Words That Move Me community is up and open for pre-registration. So if you are looking for support from other creatives and, and meaningful connections, this program is for you. If you are ready to look into the mirror and see clarity instead of criticism, this program is for you. And if you are ready to blow the lid off of what is possible in the next phase of your career, I am ready for you. Let's go. <laughs> Head over to thedanawilson.com slash workwithme and click on Words That Move Me Community for more information and uh, pre-registration links. All of the details about what the membership includes and the different tiers of membership can be found there. So enjoy. That's my win. I hope to be winning with you all year long. And now, before I yield the floor to you and your win... I have some lucky contest winners to announce. Oh yes, indeedy. Three of you have a win to celebrate and you don't even know it yet. Jesse Sawyers over at Getting Unlocked and I were thrilled to see all of the entries for our t-shirt giveaway contest. So many of you were getting behind the statement, we welcome your differences. And I cannot tell you how glad I am to have a random generator decide who wins this contest because if I had to make a a, a selection based on your entries, I would not be able to do it. You all put forward such incredible work with such beautiful sentiment. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for meaning it. We welcome your differences. Um, If you are not a lucky t-shirt winner today, however, you can still find our our collaboration t-shirt at my website, thedanawilson.com slash shop, and of course, over at gettingunlocked.com. All right, without any further ado, drum roll, please. Our three lucky winners are Brandon Maxwell at underscore Brandon Maxwell, Christina McKeever at Christina.McKeever, and Stephanie Lamb at Slam.DoingDaily. Congratulations, all three of you, and pre-congratulations to all of you who are about to witness our brand new Wins Music. All right, everybody, shout it from the top of your lungs. What's going well in your world? Oh, it's so funky. (laughs) It's too good.
Oh my gosh. I feel so victorious when I listen to that new Wins music. And I hope that you do too. Shout out, Mr. Max Winnie. Thank you so much for the tunage, as per usual. And congratulations, everybody. Congrats on your wins. I hope to be a part of your many, many, many wins to come. Again, if you are interested in joining the community and working closer together, then all you have to do is head over to thedanawilson.com slash workwithme and then click Words That Move Me Community. It's all there is to it. All the information you need and the links to pre-register are all right there. thedanawilson.com slash workwithme. Click on Words That Move Me Community and I will see you there. Keep it funky, everybody. Bye.